This week's reading for the fourth Sunday of Easter comes from Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. The word of the Lord. Folks, may the grace and peace of our triune God be yours today and forever. Amen. A few days ago, I was listening to a podcast, and this individual podcast offered a metaphor, this, this sort of visual that has really stuck with me. The guy who was, who was on the podcast, he says, imagine you're walking down the beach and you see a fish standing there. Now, the rest of the message of the podcast itself doesn't really matter, but this visual, this image, stuck in my brain because it's so unlikely. First of all, it implies the idea that a fish has legs if it's going to stand there, which we all know is not the case. And secondly, it's literally a fish out of water <laughs> because the fish is standing there on the beach. That's not its natural environment. Where is a fish normally found? In the water, right? Doesn't matter if it's a lake or if it's the ocean, a fish is in the water. And I've oftentimes wondered if a fish is aware of the water. It's this question of awareness. Does the fish know it's surrounded by water? But, or is it just that's so natural to the fish that it doesn't even pay attention to it? But think about it. The fish is completely enveloped. If it goes up, it's in the water. If it goes down, it's in the water. If it goes left or right, it's in the water. It's surrounded by the water. It's its natural environment. It's where the fish will thrive. Its body is suited to be in the water. And whether it's aware that it's in it or not, you can bet that the fish knows when it's not in, in the water anymore because things are not okay. Now, I can't help but think that maybe, just maybe, we have a little tiny bit in common with the fish in this same mentality. We also have our natural environment, which is not in the water. We can go in the water, but we better not stay there very long because we will not survive very long. But our natural environment is out on the land, enveloped in this thing that we call the atmosphere. And I often wonder, how aware are we of the environment that we are in? We are surrounded by it. We could even say we are, are, are enveloped within the atmosphere. And whether we're aware of it or not, whether we're paying attention to it or not, it is there. And you can bet if, we, if it wasn't there, we would notice. Because the atmosphere has air, and without it, we don't last very long. So just like the fish would notice if it was not surrounded by its natural environment, we would definitely notice if we were not surrounded by our natural environment, whether we are aware of it in the moment or not. Now, that idea of awareness is where I want to kind of hold on to and get into our reading for today. Now, I love this song. It is one of comfort, it is one of hope, it is one of, of peace, and it is one that we oftentimes share together in times of turmoil. Now, maybe you're familiar with Psalm 23, maybe you're not, but it, that's one that pops up oftentimes when there are struggles, and one of the very real examples of when Psalm 23 pops up is in funerals. 
times that are painful, times that are confusing, times that are perhaps emotionally overwhelming when we are mourning. But I love this psalm. And I love the theme that also connects it in with Good Shepherd Sunday, in that the Lord is my shepherd. Now, to gain a little bit of understanding, at the time that the psalms were written, the imagery of a shepherd was given to the leaders of the Israelite people or of the Jewish people, oftentimes the kings. They were the ones who were tasked with leading the people, with guiding the people, with caring for the people, which if you think about it, is the same duty that a shepherd is assigned for the sheep. Now think about it. If there's a shepherd, then there's got to be sheep. And then that implies that we are the sheep. As I thought about that, I realized, last few years anyway, sheep don't have the greatest analogy or they don't have the greatest recognition. In fact, to be called a sheep is usually an insult. And it speaks to the idea that sheep are not real bright. And sheep kind of are incapable of caring for themselves. And maybe there's some truth to that. Maybe there's not. I don't know. But I can speak to a video that I've seen countless times in the last year or so of this sheep that's stuck down in this weird little crevice. For whatever reason, there's this crack in the ground and the sheep is stuck down. And and there's a guy and he's pulling. He's trying to get the sheep out of there. And he finally does. And the sheep is all happy because now it's free and it's bouncing around. And it takes about three bounces and goes right back in the crack again. That speaks to the nature of sheep and how maybe they need to be cared for, and they need to be guided, and they need to be protected. Now think about the scriptures. If the scriptures give this metaphor or give this this analogy to human beings, maybe it is a reminder that we are not as self-sufficient as we like to think we are. Maybe we do need to be cared for. Maybe we are not in control. Maybe we are all reacting to the world that is around us. Now, folks, I can't speak for you. I can only speak for my own experience. But in my experience, there has been a lot in the world to react to in recent history. Now, I'm going to share just a little bit. This is perhaps a little bit more of an insight into to, to my life than normally you would get. But here's what's come down the pipe at me. One week from now, my son, my oldest child, is graduating high school. And this is very, very exciting. I am so proud of him. But it also brings about change. Because with him graduating high school and getting ready to go off to college, I am dealing with the fact that my son is moving out of childhood and into adulthood. And he's going to be navigating those waters. And he's going to be out away from from me to be able to give him help. He's going to have to navigate them on his own. And that's really uh, exciting. And it's also really scary. Likewise, in my extended family, I have a niece who's getting married in a a couple of weeks. And while that one doesn't necessarily affect me that much, it is also a reminder in my family that the next generation is moving from childhood into adulthood. Also coming down the pipe, my wife is about to graduate from seminary, and that's going to bring about changes, and there's questions, and there's unknowns about all of that. So these things are all happening. They are all good things. They are all exciting things. And yet they are also scary. And they bring about questions that don't currently have answers. In addition to all of that, think about the world that we are all a part of. 
News is not good. We hear bad news every single day. And whether we choose to pay attention to it or not, there is rough stuff going on out there in the world. We have catastrophic natural events that are happening at any given time. We continue to hear about storms. We hear about wildfires. We hear about drought. We hear about global warming. We hear about all of that stuff. That can be overwhelming. We currently, if we think about world events, we have one of the world's superpowers who is trying to dismantle and take over another sovereign nation, and that is extraordinarily troublesome. And on top of all of that, and on top of everything else that's going on this week, news was leaked about the possibility, some would probably argue the probability, of a Supreme Court decision that calls into question personal autonomy. All of these things are overwhelming when they pile up. Every single one of them might be troublesome on their own, but all of that comes together to be overwhelming to the point where maybe we can't focus on much anything else except for all of those things that are unknown and scary. As I think about that and the inability to be aware of anything else, I'm going back to that question of awareness that I talked about with us and the atmosphere and the fish and the water. Are we aware of what's around? And what can we remember from this Psalm 23? I think that there are statements that are found in this familiar passage that remind us of what surrounds us. And that what surrounds us is the presence of the one who made us. The Lord leads me beside still waters. God is in front of us. God leads us in the dark valleys and is with us in the darkest valley. And then we also hear that goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. And the source of that goodness and mercy is God. God lies before us. God is with us in the midst of the good stuff and the turmoil. And God is coming along behind us. We might say that we are surrounded. We are enveloped by the presence of the one who made us, whether we are aware of it or not. And what I appreciate about this psalm is we hear both sides of the coin. We hear about how God leads us in green pastures, places of rest and calm where there are still waters. And we also hear that God is present in the midst of those dark valleys. And we are reminded that life is like that. Life is back and forth. It's not all of this and or all of this. It's both. It's all of it. It's the ups and downs. It's the back and forth. It's the turmoil of life, the good and the hard, all mixed in together. And we are reminded that no matter where we are at, God is there. Now, to be perfectly honest, there are times when that's really easy to see and believe. And there are other times when there is so much turmoil, there is so much coming our way that we are blinded to the fact that God is still present. But the promise of the gospel and the truth of the scriptures remind us that whether we are aware of it or not, God is still present. And maybe, just maybe, that's what we need to be reminded of today. If you find yourself in a place where things are going smooth, you are hanging out in that green pasture beside the still waters, spectacular, I am so happy for you. Take joy in knowing that God has led you to this place.
If you find yourself in one of those dark valleys where there is so much going on that your attention is dominated and all you can see is the rough stuff, know that you are not alone because God is also with you. This is the truth, whether we can see it or not. Hold on to that and remember that the one who has made you has promised no matter what goes on, you are always surrounded, enveloped by the presence of the one who made you.